Dave, you can start whenever. Um, All right. Oh, this is exciting. I'm excited about this. <laughs> no, pressure, right, was... no, no pressure, Dave. Yeah. Oh, thanks. All right. Uh, da, da, da. This week on Binge Watchers, we dig back into the mausoleum of movies available on Shudder to bring you the haunted house classic The Changeling. Starring George C. Scott, this movie tells the story of a grieving music composer who moves to Seattle after the sudden death of his wife and child. He moves into a mansion of all places that has a sinister past. Based loosely on claimed true events out of the Cheeseman Park neighborhood in Denver, Colorado, this movie seems to have gone on to influence some modern ghost stories such as The Ring, The Others, and Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. So, so John, what did you think of it? What were your first impressions of this classic? Well, I'm kind of biased. Yeah, I'm kind of biased against haunted house movies and ghost movies in general. I usually think that they're full of shit. So, so <laughs> well, yeah, I, the whole subgenre of ghost movies, I don't really, I don't like. Usually, it's got to take it to the next level for me. I, I much more enjoy like full-on possession, demon transformation. You know what I mean? I, I'm a much more of a big of a um, I guess a monster on the outside kind of guy. I guess you know, um, and I and I thought it's interesting because it has George C. Scott, who's like an incredible actor, and he has like a huge theater background. And I'm like, okay, so while methodology, like the method, the method, right, wasn't established when he was studying, essentially the method for method actors came out of theatrical acting, right? British Conservatory acting, anyway, right? So I'm like, it's got to be really hard for a dude like George C. Scott to be in a movie where they're like, okay, now pretend that this kid is drowning in a fucking tub. Or like, oh, pretend that you see a ghost at the top of the stairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so my first impression is he's doing the best with what he's given. But honestly, what I liked more in the movie than the ghost stuff was like trying to solve the mystery, like putting all the clues together. And he goes on like this little detective story. So... You know, this is a binge maybe for me. If I had to put it on the binge wow. scale, binge now, binge later, binge wow, never. Wow, I did not expect it's that. It's like in between. It's in between binge it later or never see it. So Wow, really? Yeah, that's where I'm at. You, you see, right. I, I actually, I really liked it. But but for the, I liked it because the atmosphere, I love the, that it's not, like now, you can't make a movie like this nowadays. Like doing things with more sound design and more, mystery or like i i never thought i'd be scared of a wheelchair and i was <laughs> <laughs> like i, I love i loved it well i thought it was great i don't mean to interrupt on your turn nick but what i was gonna say is yeah. like you said atmosphere i think the soundtrack the music composition mm-hmm. is what's scary in this movie the music scared me nothing yeah. else scared me the music scared me really yeah. okay yeah it's, a, good, it's right. a great score i agree it is it really is actually hmm. i got adam I have a little bit of, yeah, <laughs> I have a little bit different take on it, I guess. Uh, the thing, I, I didn't look at it like, like oh, I'm, I'm watching something that's intended to scare me. Uh, George C. Scott in this movie, the character he plays, cannot be frightened 
And the reason that he cannot be frightened, you'll find out if you watch the movie. Um, but he has he's gone through, you know, some hard times in his life. And uh, this is him moving on. And he just takes this house on like I don't think anybody else that would have moved into a house like that would have taken that on. Um, I felt like a certain level of realism. Um, if you could inject realism in this genre, this is what it would feel like. This is what being in a house that is haunted feels like banging um strange as i love the sound design and, and, the, and the, the sounds in this movie they, they definitely draw you in but it's not some overblown blockbuster marvelized modern horror movie where thing people are being whipped through walls and stuff like that and completely unimaginable things are happening this is grounded and because it's grounded and because it feels like one of those old classic movies uh you just i couldn't help but identify with his character and go on the on the on the mission that he he is going on, and the thing that's this is so neat because nowadays if this horror was told, they just try to hype up the ghost element and they try to make it do more and more bigger and more fantastical things. But this but this movie is about the mystery and solving the uh, solving the, the, the this ostensible crime uh, that they they come across and how they go about dealing with that and how they answer the problem of the movie and how the move the answer the, the question of the movie too fascinating like how mm-hmm. it all uh comes back to itself and i don't want to give any anything away i just i just love that you find out every little step is it's not about the horror it's it's about the suspense and then it's about the mystery and then it's about the story coming full circle and i just i love the way the story was told Speaking yeah, of the story, um, I'll, I'll lay it out for everybody. It's about a composer named John Russell who's trying to escape from a personal tragedy by renting a big house in Seattle. And while trying to compose some new music, it gets disrupted by a uh, an unwary spirit of a small boy that can't rest until he gets some kind of validation for his existence. Was that good enough, Dave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, me, uh, I guess I get enough summary, that. get enough cliff notes, yeah, yeah. TV guide version of. Well, me, uh, of I guess I didn't or... get to actually give off uh, my impressions of it. Oh, uh, sorry. So that's okay. That was Sounds a great a summary of the movie. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, first impressions for me. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with John to a degree. I kind of agree with points that everybody's made. Um, but I agree with John. Uh, ghosts inherently um, aren't necessarily scary. Um, although I do actually enjoy ghost movies as long as I know. Even even movies like the uh, Amityville Horror that say based on a true story, throw that shit out the window and just go in and watch a ghost movie. Um, what, if you try to bring reality or you try to portray it as being real, I, I can kind of roll my eyes because I'm a non-believer. I'm sorry, I don't believe in ghosts, but I think they make for great well, fiction. Hey, you and know stories. what, Dave? You know what, Dave? They believe in you, okay? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they make for They're great stories. Um, I don't know. I mean, this movie. I mean. Watching it again, you can tell its fingerprints are all over modern movies. I mean, it's all over The Ring. It's uh, the others uh, has a character in common, or not in common, but there's a character in the, the others also called Tuttle or Mister Tuttle, like in this movie. Um, I just see it. I just see this movie being influenced on um, in a lot of modern movies as well. Um, I agree with the score. Uh, I actually own the Blu-ray of it, which came with the CD of it, so that tells you that a lot of people agree with you on the score. Oh, really? Uh, it comes with the CD? Yeah, it comes with the actual That's CD. That's really soundtrack. cool. Oh, uh, 
Um, you know, and it's got great atmosphere. And I mean, I think uh, going along with John that, you know, it's a serious actor. Um, I think this was made by a serious director, too. He, he'd gone on to make horror movies after this, but he was mainly known as a, a serious upper crust director. I mean, he made a movie with um, uh, Peter O'Toole called the, the Ruling Class about a guy who thinks he's Jesus Christ and his family is <laughs> trying to, like, put him into a mental ward or deal with him or something. So, I mean, it, it has a pedigree above uh you know the slashers and uh, uh horror movies of the time although i love all those movies but um it definitely it takes itself a little more a lot more seriously than you know other movies of this kind and i you know i kind of appreciate that for it it's not a teen ghost story it's not these are adults trying to deal with the supernatural so i don't know i i, I dig it i think it's a you know a cut above the rest of this type of movie mm-hmm. but you know, Dave, it only takes one instance for you to uh, believe in ghosts. So, <laughs> so watch out. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna come back next week. I'm like, I guys, I, I got to change. Let's visit my three spirits. Which coincidentally, George C. Scott also did a Christmas Carol, but I never saw that one. Uh, I'm gonna I mention that one that. again later. Huh? <laughs> mm. Nice. <laughs> Hey, Nick, if people really want to scare themselves out, what can they do? They can go and get the subscription to Shudder. <laughs> Shudder.com. Shutter. <laughs> I'm yeah, just saying. You might you want to tell them maybe uh, what, what they can, what they, kinds of things they can see on Shudder.com and as if they're a promo code they need to punch in to get a free trial would be good information. Like maybe people who wanted to watch this particular movie that we talked uh, about. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this on Shudder, actually. Yeah, and you want to watch a ton of horror movies, go to Shudder. You're going to get the crap scared out of you. It's great. It's worth the subscription, let me tell you. Yeah, so if you want to try it for 30 days, I think you have to punch in the code Binge Watchers. It's the name of our show. <laughs> you wanted me to do that part. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. What's that full address? <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh. I didn't know you wanted me to do that part. Dave, keep the train on the tracks. Bring us into our next segment. <laughs> Sorry. <I was> <laughs> all right. So I guess that was a right break. Uh, all right. So uh, this is like a, a favorite or a, a good, good entry in the subgenre. I like to call dead go- ghost kid movies. Think of things like The Ring, The Sixth Sense, Lady in the White, if you know that one. So starting with you, Nick, like, do you have a favorite dead ghost kid movie? <laughs> Actually, you named one of them. It was The Sixth Sense. First time I saw that. I mean, I don't think I can go into spoiler alerts right now, but I don't, I don't want to. But I first time I saw that, that movie blew me away. I'll spoil it for everyone. Uh, <laughs> I, wanna, I don't know how to talk about it. Here he comes. Johnny Spoiler, here he comes. <laughs> well, Dave said the category <laughs> is dead ghost kid movies, so I don't have to spoil it for anybody. Actually, if you're paying attention to the podcast... It's dead ghost kid movies, and you just mentioned I like the right, Sixth yeah. Sense, so I think they can, I think they can draw the lines themselves to the conclusion on this one. So what could. John Spoiler is doing for you is he is taking the connect the dots and putting them as close as possible next to one another. Yeah. Without saying it. Yes. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, the others. It's a good one. Mm. That is a good one. Yeah. Wait, isn't there a foreign version of that, and then there was a remake, or is the foreign one just include American style cinematography? Like, do you guys know if that's I don't a, know. I, actually, I, don't know I know 
Ringu and the ring oh, uh, yeah, yeah, are related yeah. in that way, yeah. but I didn't know that the others was uh, related I as well. I thought it was. To I, I thought know it was like from a Spanish foreign director. Then uh, American or something like that. I don't know. Um, it was that, like Nicole the first Kidman's movie that in there, which is all candlelight for a long time. Nicole Kidman's in that movie, right, Adam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And it also has a character named Mister Tuttle. Does um, it? Oh, yeah, it does. The name Tuttle. I just watched that, it like last like, year. Is so. that like the name Smith or something in movies? Like screenwriters just <laughs> keep naming ghost all the characters movies, Tuttle in movies. Yeah, that's probably. in uh, in Brazil. Uh, Henry Tuttle, Henry Buttle. Uh, I have to watch that movie again. I haven't seen yeah. that in years. Yeah. Oh, I love it. There's... Um, I'm going to say my favorite Dead Ghost Kid movie is kind of one that's a bit underrated, but um, I love Stir of Echoes. I think that's such an underrated movie oh. that a lot of people hmm. kind of I think I think it got overshadowed by The Sixth Sense because it came out the same summer. But I think it like, came out like two months later. Yeah, it yeah, got overshadowed. It's like one of Kevin Bacon's best movies, at least I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a lot of atmosphere and it's got like some really creepy ghost effects where like I don't know if they drop frames or something, but like there's a weird effect to the girl walking in that movie that always freaked me out. Well, that was like early days of video effects when they started combining video with film. So they probably did yeah. something between the two, like frame rates or something. Something like that. But it, she's always had a creepy, herky jerky movement that just, I don't know. Hmm. But that's a great, like I said, it's an underrated Kevin Bacon movie and just an underrated ghost movie. But uh, I probably have this, what I think is the most terrifying ghost kid movie like ever. Um, Juwan the Grudge. Have you guys seen the Grudge? Like <laughs> yeah, with the Japanese version? Yeah, the Japanese, shit. the Juwan? No, I haven't. I've like, been on my list. That to it's me scary. is like beyond the Ghost Kid subgenre. And I know I was talking about Haunted House movies being bullshit, but watching any of the Grudge movies will give you like a sense of PTSD. Uh, and they're, they're fucking terrifying. So Juwan the Grudge with the little ghost boy in that movie, that'll fuck you up for life. You only have to watch that- it once. Like, it's not something that. It's not rewatchable because it creeps you out so much. You're you're not gonna want to do it. But yeah, um, ideal setting is you're you're in a giant house. No one else is uh, watching it with you, and the house is creaking, and all the power is out except for what's powering the television. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to take your word on that. I have to watch that because yeah, I watched I, the the American Grudge it. and got nothing. Oh, I actually was going to oh, say the yeah. American Grudge was done pretty well. The one with Sarah Michelle Gellar and um, Bill Pullman. Like, that was actually done – it's not bad. You I know? think it was the same director. I don't know. It didn't work. I mean, I watched it, like, almost like uh, the, the setting Adam set up. I watched it at, like, 1 a.m. Hmm. in a dark house. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> I just hmm. – eh. but, I, I, but I've heard the, the Japanese one is the the greatest, so i got to get to that one eventually. And my wife yeah, sticks by it. it's pretty damn so. scary. Um, I don't all know right. if all the grudges are on Shutter, but I know th- this will blow your mind. There's like 16 grudges, and then there's like three remakes, <laughs> and then there's like a couple comic books, and then you got you mentioned The Ring a few times already on this show. There's actually a movie that came out recently called um, Sudeiko versus Kayoko, which is they combine <laughs> the ghosts from both no movies way. into one really? super which ghost. Which is actually a Shutter what? exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it's into one super demonic ghost or whatever. Like it's like a is it good? ghost plus ghost equals like Ghostbuster trouble. I don't know if it's good or not. <laughs> like, oh, you know what's I've really heard, funny I've though? Heard good things. I, I mean, googled it. I it sounds googled... like the Freddy versus Jason of Japanese ghost movies. This is how well your I'm phone down. knows you. I googled it because I was getting ready for the sh- to do research for the Changeling, right? So I googled this, wrote it down to tell you guys about this because I didn't even know this happened. They 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 combined the grudge with the ring, 
And then I turned on Shudder, and guess what was playing in the Shudder live channel? Oh, that movie? Yeah, that mashup movie. It was playing. I was like, <laughs> fucking, so Google communicates that well, huh? What timing? What timing? That's incredible. <clears throat> All right. Where are we at? So, uh, moving on, I guess. Uh, what is everybody's favorite George C. Scott movies? I guess I'll start with myself. Um, actually, this one might be up there, but since we're covering this one, I'll move on to something else. Um, I'd say... It's either between uh, Hardcore, which is something we mentioned a few weeks ago, or um, actually The Exorcist 3, which I only caught up with in the last year. Son of year. a bitch. <laughs> it, all right, well, jump on, Nick. I mean, talk about it. It's a great fucking movie. I mean, no, no. He, he George C. Scott, like, it's a great movie. I think it's better than the original Exorcist. And George C. Scott's like this detective looking for the Gemini killer. And he steals the show. The movie's suspenseful. It has one of the best jump scenes ever. Uh, uh you know what I'm talking about, Dave. Yeah, well, it, you know what's it, funny yeah. is that I won't ruin it. They talk about that jump scene, but I think there's a scene that's way scarier with the uh, the the chick crawling on the ceiling. That always freaked me that's out. Scary too, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with you, Dave. I, well, I and I, I watched the there's a director's cut that's on Blu-ray right now, which is like oh, more true to that. the to the original novel. Um, I get, and it doesn't have an exorcism. Actually, I need to go back and watch the original version because I've only seen the director's cut, which does not actually have the exorcism in it, which was shoehorned by the studio after the fact. I, yeah, so, I, and I've only seen that version, so I'd like to see the one you're – the Blu-ray. Of yeah. Well, it's like cool. funny. The Blu-ray version, because um, they never stored everything, so it's like it's a, it, it's a director's cut with VHS inserts. Yeah. So it's like it's not perfect looking, but it's watchable. Hmm. I'll watch it. It's like it's a serial killer movie. It's not really. It's an. It's the the original version is more of a serial killer, strictly serial killer movie. Not so much a um, exorcism movie. That's, that sounds Durf like they were pretty, intended to make a different movie, and then they slapped it on as a sequel. Pretty much. I mean, because it, it was based off a book called Legion, which just had tight events to the Exorcist, but they threw on made it the Exorcist for because you know money. <laughs> yeah. A Christmas Carol. I gotta get to his version I hear it's great Yeah, it, I mean him playing Scrooge is, is a no brainer but this is a guy that, that was in uh, Doctor Strangelove I mean this right. guy's been in all kinds of stuff and, and the obviously the role that he's most known for is Patton and I remember watching yeah. that with my dad and he's trying to explain like uh, you'll know if you're you know brave enough when you put your hand in the goo that was your best friend's face or whatever and then you'll either own up and become a man or you know not i mean i don't necessarily agree with those sentiments but uh his ability to communicate in that movie and become that character uh that's what really put him on the world stage like nothing else wow well um i like him as the uh the villain in Firestarter. I don't know if you guys saw that. Stephen King oh, movie. Yeah. Girl has psychic yeah. powers. He plays John Rainbird, who's the doctor of the Institute that's trying to like harness all the kids' psychic powers. Um, if you want to see George C. Scott pulling out everything that he has in his little bag of tricks as an actor, you should watch a movie called The Hospital. Um, I've heard that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's written by Patty Chayefsky, who's a good screenwriter. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He gets that's compared real. to Quentin Tarantino all the time. Yeah, yeah. Patty's pretty good. And did most of his stuff in the 70s. But um, then, I don't know if you guys, this will blow your mind. If you guys remember cartoon All Stars to the Rescue, which was a bunch of cartoons that got mixed <laughs> together, like Alf, yes, I do. the Smurfs, uh, the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, plus Mickey Mouse was in there. Like Alvin all the stuff the was. They were all mixed together and they were fighting like kids to stay off drugs, right? So 
um, the cigarette smoke was played by George C. Scott. He did the voice. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so, so there you go. And uh, did you guys ever wow. see the the teen comedy Angus? Yeah, I, I was watching yeah. that so, like two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so George C. Scott played you know Angus's grandfather who was like gonna get remarried you know in the movie or whatever, and is like you know talking to his grandson about courage when it comes to you know young women that you're attracted to and. and you know his his grandson's trying to navigate like the school dance or whatever, but and it's it's a little it's a sentimental, movie. but it was pretty entertaining. So I I, I watched that like literally, well not all of it. I watched about a half hour it a couple of weeks ago because it popped in my head. And as a fat kid, that movie spoke to me so much. <laughs> I was a fat kid at the right time when that movie came out. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that's my life. Except I don't play football. Hmm. So. Um, I don't know. I've mentioned it on here before, but it looks like that cursed X-Men movie, New Mutants, is getting another release date in August, August 27th, I believe. But we'll see if that happens <laughs> with the way the world's going. The most cursed movie release. I was hearing that they might go to Disney Plus, but now so they're actually going to release this movie finally, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This, I mean, point is like, this was shot three years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, it was supposed so, to come out in 2018. So, so every year they just updating the CGI. Like, hey guys, we got to go back in here. This other movie came. Deadpool two came out, and their effects are going to be better than ours. We need to go back into the lab. And like, uh, it's yeah, supposed this, to be a horror movie, right? The first yeah, horror movie. Yeah, they MCU said it's a lot like. Uh, it's supposed to be a lot like Nightmare on Elm Street three, where it's like mm. uh, kids with superpowers in a mental ward. Hmm. I, I I mean I don't know maybe I'm a sucker for the X Men movies. It's those are that's the one series of uh, superhero movies that I faithfully see, even the bad ones or so called hmm. bad ones. Um, hmm. So I, I'm I'm there for it. I just I just waiting for it to get fucking released already. Now, now is this the last? Uh, this will be the last of like the X Men series from 20th Century Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. So and that's the other thing much, is Disney's holding on to right? it. Yeah, yeah. Until they reboot it or fold them into the MCU. Um, I don't know when or if that's going to happen. But interesting. According to David's show notes, the episode is about to to take a downward spiral at this point and become like <laughs> an in memoriam. Like, oh, like oh, so, oh. you know, folks, listen to the first twenty, and then after that, <laughs> pop some pills because you're going to be really Xanaxed out with the depression. We're going to start crying over here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. I mean, these are things to report. I mean, because um, we are binge watchers. But um, I, I, this happened, I guess, yesterday or Friday. But um, I don't know if anybody's familiar with her. But the indie director Lynn Shelton uh, just died the other day of a blood disease. And one weird thing is. I didn't know she was dating Mark Maron of all people here recently. Oh. Um, she, she just oh, yeah. put out a he movie. He had to announce her death. He said they were just starting a life together, blah, blah, blah. The only movie I know her from really is the Prince Avalanche movie where um, Paul Rudd and Emil Hirsch, I won't call him Emil tonight, I'll call him by his actual name, are like cleaning up fires. You know what I mean? They're working in like a, they go in and do like post fire cleanup or something. Um, yeah, I've heard about. Uh, well, I she was. Did she act in that? Because I know that was like. Um, no, she just directed it. I, I thought. I thought. What's his name directed that? Um, the David Gordon Green. Really? Sworn. I thought she did the movie. Maybe she wrote it. I, don't know. Uh, I mean, they, I think they run. In the I don't know much about this lady. Awesome. Honestly, oh. actually, she, no, I either. mean, um, she did a great movie a few years ago called Your Sister's Sister with uh, Mark Duplass, Emily Blunt, and I think um, another actress who is. 
escaping me right now. She's a good actress, but it's like uh, it's a, it's just a simple relationship movie with uh, three actors. I mean, it's like three actors in a house kind of a movie. Uh, she was one of those types of directors that made very simple stories. Um, Hump Day is supposed to be about two friends who decide to have sex with each other to test their friendship. I've never seen it. <laughs> I hear it's great. She directed a lot of TV, actually. She's like uh, she's one of those directors that just wanted to direct all the time, whether it be a sitcom or a feature movie. She just like get me directing. Uh, Dave, I feel like you're the only one who knows who she is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm more into the indie world. Uh, so I, I thought yeah. she was a name people knew, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, people will know her now. Uh, this one hurt, though. Uh, John was the one that dumped this on us. Uh, but I didn't dump anything. I just posted it. something in a messenger board. That's all I did. Yeah, well, you know what, John? You ruined my day because yeah. I didn't you, know about you it. You dumped it on you me. You can't God. let that ruin your whole day. <laughs> yeah, you dumped it on me, too. Yeah. You, wow. you dump it on us, John. <laughs> keep dumping it. Yeah, stop it. No more dumps. Yeah. All right, my next video is just going to be ejaculate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. So should we just jump into well, that'll it? Be the, that'll be a new actor that's up and coming. <laughs> that's good. You know when <laughs> on stage where they pull you off with a giant, what is it, coat hanger or something? The big what hook? A big hook, yeah. You just got... Are they happy a janitor like the Apollo off. Theater? Like the janitor comes yeah, out and yeah, starts yeah. wiping the floor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We still haven't told anybody who died. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in history. Like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> we never answered the question. Tune in next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Should we just spit it out? Uh, one of the greats, Fred Willard, died this last weekend. Which fucking no. sucked. He was well. I mean, he was eighty six, so he lived a long life. But talk about a funny fucking guy, though. Well, he's done a lot of comedy television. Most of his credits are television. He was the boss and anchor man. I recently saw him in I think you should leave with Tim Robinson, uh, yeah. which is a sketch show on uh, Netflix. But he does this really funny thing where they have to replace the organist at a funeral, and he's like some kind of like vaudeville guy, like barbershop quartet type, and he has all these zany props or whatever. Um, <laughs> He was in the original Space Force TV movie in 1978, and then he was going to play the dad of the main character in the new Space Force uh, sitcom or whatever on Netflix. He completed the whole first season, I think. He was yeah, going to be, well, um, what's his name? So dad. we still have more. Well, hey, we have more Fred Willard to look forward yeah. to, just the last of it. Yeah, and he's been in, like, I mean, like, he's been in 20 or 30 movies. He's a guy, he's one of those guys that pops up in things and you go, oh shit, it's that guy. Yeah, he's one of those. Well, he's also one of those actors that like uh, he could be in a, in a shitty movie for one scene and he'll elevate that one scene. He was just one of those actors. Um, oh yeah, that's he's in those. You know those comedies where they parody three movies in one or whatever. He was in one of those, like epic movie or something. You know those comedies oh. that are like parodies mm-hmm. of yeah, parodies yeah. of parodies. He was uh, one of the only live actors to ever appear in a Pixar movie in, in the beginning of Wall-E. <clears throat> as a representative of the people before they go to space. Oh, he's on the recording, right? right. Telling humans what yeah. their life is going to be like in outer space. And he's like the, the captain or the president oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Numerous, so I don't know. Uh, Tim and Eric, um, Tim and Eric's awesome show, um, appearances too, by the way. That oh, makes yeah, sense. That's true. Um, I don't know. So, um, what's everybody's Fred, what favorite, movie that you've seen him in i mean i i'd say best in the show i mean i actually I, threw that on yesterday he just he fucking stills every scene he's in he is so smartly idiotic if that makes sense <laughs> in that movie dave for the first time ever like you and i are like in sync 
Like we are just everything you say. I'm like, <laughs> God damn it, this guy's taking everything I, I'm choosing. So when you guys spoon together, who's the big spoon and who's the little spoon? <laughs> Obviously tonight, uh, Dave's the one spooning me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holding you to my chest, saying everything's uh, going to be right. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll steal your thunder all night, Dave. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, best in show for me. Hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned what I've seen him in. Uh how about Spinal Tap? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, I, I'm going to sh- shift directions, though, because I think Dave Dave wants to talk about all the people that died. He probably missed the most famous one. <laughs> Little Richard died. Good oh, golly, Miss Molly. Tutti Frutti. Rip it up. Oh, purple yeah. People Eater. I mean, give me a break. You want to talk about dead celebrities of this I list? I, I think, think he's about the most he's famous. Not mainly known as a, he's mainly known as a musician, not a film actor. Although oh, come he was on. He transcends the medium. You know, he's from the same generation as Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and all those guys kicking around the same dust at the same time. Yeah. Well, that has more to do with the news cycle. The show, like, so many people died in last week. I'm like, oh, yeah, Little Richard. That's <laughs> like, uh, I feel bad now. I don't know if you noticed lately, Dave, I've been avoiding bringing up dead people on this show as, <laughs> as like, a strategy. And then, like, Dave's, Dave's notes when we have three dead people on here. <laughs> Anyone else died, Dave? <laughs> Uh, the ratings. Well, the kid in the the kid in the movie we watched tonight died. Uh, That's shit. true. That's true. Uh, there you go. Anybody on their last legs, Dave? Something people we can look forward to for next. <laughs> week? I'm aware of. Anyone I mean, for next week? Still show? kicking, as far as uh, I know. That's true. I know. <laughs> all right. Anybody watching anything cool this last week? Anything new? Since we're all still sheltered in place, for the most part. I watched The Fog for the first time. The uh, which great one? Movie. The 80s one. The, the movie, yeah, the uh, on Shutter.com. After, the John Carpenter uh, one? Yeah, yeah the John Car- Carpenter one. Good, that good. might actually be my favorite Carpenter. It's not his really most good. popular, but it might be one of my favorites. You know, it is one of my favorites. Uh, I didn't know it was until I watched it. Um, but the, the soundtrack, oh my goodness. Music, the, so the, good. the main theme and, and the mood painting, my goodness, like the environment – you know, it has to be environmental because it's called the fog, right? But they really went all out on it's a it was a it was a course, a crash course, and how to make a movie take you to the right mood in order to enjoy the story that's happening. I just don't think the, anything just, has ever done anything better. Just that first ten minutes where they're like establishing the town and like weird things are happening, it, it's beautifully done. I yeah, you. I was gonna say I was gonna actually just gonna say that uh, again. We're in Dave, Dave. Say because <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, the shows what a master John Carpenter is. Because if you watch that movie, it is violent, but yet I don't think you see any blood or guts at all. No. Like hmm. um, that movie is scary as shit with just uh, just mood and um, atmosphere. It's definitely creepy. I want- I think yeah. we're all three in sync right now. I mean, I think <laughs> I'm gonna, the I'm same pencils in the a, same drawer. I'm going to take it on a different direction. I was at the dollar store and I got the Blu-ray for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use, and I put it in with my kids and it was fantastic. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Holy, You won't believe this, Nick. Two yeah. months ago, I did the same thing. I got all three in the do- yeah. dollar store. <laughs> I was like, dude, Blu-ray's a dollar? Why not? Oh, man. Some <laughs> How are you finding around? Blu-rays for a dollar? That's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. 
Well, it's because they got this 4K yeah. now. They have this 4K Ultra HD now. So they're getting rid of the Blu-rays now. Yeah, yeah. The Blu-ray, Blu-rays. Yeah. Well, they're just like over a lot of it's overstock stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I found some pretty decent stuff here and there. Yeah. Uh, and it was fantastic. Still holds up. It's not as good <laughs> go as Ninja, first. go Ninja, go. <laughs> I mean, God, Vanilla Ice at the end. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't go wrong. My daughter was dancing to it, so that's a good sign. Nice. Great. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. When she gets older, that might be embarrassing. But right now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna film it and put it on her, you know, show her. Or whatever. Yeah, oh, it's that's great. Have <laughs> you watched anything new lately, John? Yeah, um, what we do in the shadows. I've been watching that show. It's a vampire. So I, I did catch up with that. That's yeah. set up like a documentary. Um, last season, it was just about the lifestyles and what it would be like for a group of vampires to live in Staten Island. And this season is like the the show's like an indie hit or whatever, so now it's like let's roll out the guest stars. So that's been kind of like what the second season has been, but um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, they also have an energy vampire whose whose character's name is Colin Robinson, and he's the guy that played <laughs> Nate from The Office. He's the warehouse guy, and um, he's like a, another character actor. He could be like a Fred Willard type, you know, a comedy actor that shows up in all these random things. But he just bakes. He basically exhaust you right he just absorbs your energy right and uh they had they had like developed his powers over this new season and then there was an episode this week that like if i was working on this show this would be kind of the story that i would tell it's like the vampire goes out of town for a little while and then he's trying to support like a high school volleyball team it's ridiculous but it's (laughs) It's great it's so great like so i've been watching that um I was going to watch Anchorman 2 the other day for the Fred Willard stuff, but I only started playing the movie and didn't really get into it. And by the way, boys, me and Adam sat down and we tore through Monstrum. That just happened. So, uh, so <laughs> you, guys, you guys did that the other night. Nice. Uh, tonight, up, earlier. That was this evening. Oh, you did earlier. this earlier. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a pre show. Uh, Shutter exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enter code Binge Watchers for one month uh, free. Nice. Yeah. You're taking notes, Nick, because that's how you fucking do it. You just roll it off the end of your tongue. <laughs> so um, I'll just uh, I'll be brief. Like I've had good luck this week. I've watched actually all. I've watched at least four movies, full four four full movies that were all good, um, all recommended. Beastie Boys uh, story. If you like Beastie Boys, um, uh, the girl with all the gifts, which is on Netflix, which is a really good zombie movie that I finally caught up with. And then I, in my effort to watch classics that I haven't gotten my ass around to watching lately, I, this weekend I watched Some Like It Hot, which is the first and only Marilyn Monroe oh, movie I've seen. Wow. And um, Billy Wilder. I watched, yeah, Billy Wilder. He's a great director. Um, and I finally caught up with Chinatown, of all things, which yes. uh, it's is just as good as everybody says. So, yeah. Uh, you know, as long as you can still stomach Roman Polanski movies, some people refuse to watch them anymore. <laughs> so yeah, all cla- all good movies, all classics. Those are that's what I've been watching this week. Wait, did you say this is the first time that you saw Chinatown? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. We're gonna have to pull your binge watchers card from you, I think, David. We're gonna well, have to. Well, now hold on. Now we could take the. We could do that, or you could say, "Hey, you finally got to it." I, I'm. I am making an effort. Yeah. How do you pull the card seen? after he's already told you that he's seen it? Ah. <laughs> You're not supposed to take the joke like that far, Adam. <laughs> like, it's not supposed Holy to exist God. after it's said. <laughs> I'm just worried about you grabbing his card. That's all. Oh, I mean, just <laughs> trying to help out a buddy here. Yeah, I might have to watch the two jokes now. Uh, see if that's any good. 
Oh, that one's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I well, know it's a it's not known up there with Chinatown, but hey, it is yeah. the same character. And I just wanna, yeah, I just want to say that I think Chinatown is overrated. Oh, Ooh. Snap. Yeah. I you know what? I just watched it today, and I gotta say, yeah, appropriately rated. Huh? But okay. I I could see that stance. I think, I think Rosemary's so Baby rape. is well so overrated. So I'll take that stance. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm I'm with I'm more with Rosemary's Baby. Then. See, and I'm more with Chinatown now. I yeah. think Rosemary's Baby is way too fucking long and just. Ugh. But see, that's one of my problems with the Changeling, though, folks. Is you could almost say that's way overrated because there I went into that movie with so much expectation because everybody online talks about how great the movie is, so it kind of built itself up to be this. A masterpiece, you know. I think that's kind of fair. I think in the last ten years or so, it's kind of built a cult following. It's got more attention than it ever has because I yeah. watched it a long time ago and no one knew about it. Yeah, I watched it about I don't know, like ten, close to ten years ago or so, uh, before it kind of became had it rid the wave of becoming popular again. So mm-hmm. I, I could see that going into this movie thinking it's going to be a masterpiece and it's just okay. Well, I didn't expect any. Thing, didn't read anything about it. It was brand new to me, and it was a unique experience. That's awesome. Cool. So, <laughs> I just and this guy went on to direct. Scott yeah. And this guy went on to direct Species Two of all things. So you know, I was gonna oh. mention that. I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that, that's a great one. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I got to get to Species Two. Yeah, it's funny. I've only seen the first one. Oh, I think that's it's having it. like an anniversary. Actually, are they having like their twentieth anniversary or something? Of the original, is it already twenty years? Something or like no, that. the original, like yeah. twenty-five, I think. Something. They, like, they, I just saw that. And there were some stories going around about that. They're having like some anniversary thing. Um, I wonder what uh, what HR Giger thought of it. He thinks nothing of it. I know he died in twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, but that but guy's ex- he, that guy existed in his own special micro universe. He didn't. Yeah, there's a documentary about him. Dig that up and watch that shit. Oh, that would be interesting to watch. Yeah, I know he was into film um, early on. Hey Nick, he what makes... what is the what is the shutter pick for next week? <laughs> Put that uh, on your shoulders. Uh, actually, I don't see that. Uh... <laughs> 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 oh man, talk about breaking <laughs> the fourth wall. Hey audience, guess what? We're we're writing outline notes for the episodes now and. Uh... <laughs> This week, this show was written is by it, David. Is it, is it the dinosaur movie? <laughs> what? Is the, it the Tammy? No, we we, t- we cut Tammy off the list because. Uh, oh, I don't see that. I'm sorry, you put me on the spot. Be- it's not on my notes. Well, I believe it's the void. Is that right? Yeah, oh, we had oh, juggled around. We had juggled around Nightmare Cinema, and then we had, we settled on the void because we moved Tenebra to our Ooh. summer slash lineup which is which is around the corner we're like a couple weeks away from our summer marathon. i'm excited for summer slash. dude summer slash uh. fucking kills it every like this is the second year going in but last year was huge so who, i'm expecting tremendous terrifying things this year but um yeah so we're gonna do next week guys we'll be reviewing the void so if you do hook up yourself with shutter you can watch the void um nice I'm excited. This one's. A, I'm gonna. Looking I'm excited to watch to this one again. Got some great cre- creature effects. I've seen it once. It's yeah. looking forward to watching it again. From what I great, hear, great effects. At least worth the 90 minutes or so that it takes to watch it. And going back to Monstrum, that's also on the platform as an exclusive. I think, as Adam said, it's not what you expect it to be. And it reminds me actually of another movie that's like a French movie. Do you guys ever see this 
movie called like the Time of the Wolf or something where there's like yeah Brotherhood of the Wolf. What is it? Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, Brotherhood of the Wolf. And like, I just watched that like there's a month ago, two French things. detectives like, who have like a French martial arts style that like they're looking for some beast that's terrorizing the countryside, but it's a way to, to like upheave upheave the whole situation and. I won't say exactly which elements are like that in Monstrum, but Monstrum just showed up this week. So if you want a monster movie with maybe some political intrigue, then take, check that out. And, and as we know, I mean, Korea won the best picture last year. A lot of good stuff is coming out of Korea now. So there you go. Check it out. Check it out. And North Korea is finally off Nick's ass because their leader's dead. So there's no the hit's been withcalled, Nick. You don't have to worry anymore. <laughs> what, did he die? No, no, he's alive now. Oh, did, he, did they bring him back to life? I heard he made an appearance. Or, or at least he's showing his body double is uh, running around. Yeah, old Who knows? Yeah. That's, that's not this show, right? Yeah, yeah, that's they not don't make show. any movies. It's not the show. It's not the show. It's not the show. We, there was a there was a North Korea comedy that they made with Seth Rogen and James Franco, and and we, we were making jokes at the time when it came out that they were going to come after us because we were making jokes about the movie, and everybody was on, made that movie for Sony was on like a hit list from North Korea, and like Nick was the most outspoken, so we're recalling an old episode. I don't even know if it's available. It's probably not even available anymore, but. I kept like, saying, King, King John Il, come get me, and he yeah. never did. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Kim Jong uh, Un is oh, the oh, sick one now. But, but oh, Kim yeah. Jong Il was a movie fan, and he liked giant monster movies, and I think he like bankrolled one or two movies that I don't know if you can, you can even get yeah, a hold we'll, of it. We'll find out that North Korea there. secretly financed all the Ninja Turtles movies or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like theories that he has. Um, there's theories that he has a huge uh, like film collection. And when I mean film, like 35 millimeter film, there there's like theories that he might have like lost cuts of movies or, or shit in there. They just don't know. Oh he actually, God. did you know that he like kidnapped his two favorite movie actors and made them make movies for him? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Two Asian movie actors, right? Like a couple. Yeah. They escaped somehow. I think they they escaped like during a production or something. Like that. There's a movie like, about I, that. that. Like there's a, a movie, movie about that experience. I think. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, That's see, I was just literally cool. about to say they need to make a movie of that, so apparently they did, and I need to find it. <laughs> um, on that note, Nick, take us out. This episode will go on for forever. Well, guys, check us out on Instagram. Look at Binge Watchers. Look us up on Facebook, and if you want to listen to us, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, TuneIn, like Google Podcasts. We're everywhere, guys. So check us out. This is Nicky Lace. Stuff got real. Lates. <laughs> Lates. <laughs> Lates. <laughs> Lates. <laughs>